ride a ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Well, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, man. And we're back. And we are back, and you are? Mame. And I am Mom. Mother. Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, hi. Hi. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen you. It's been a week, right? <laughs> wow. One. Well, yeah. Wow. A whole week. I guess that's a while. Oh, you look so different. I know. Yeah. Things change. Crazy. I'm just not wearing makeup. That's okay. All. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one I know that can go without makeup, and you look beautiful still. What is it? Stop it. What is it? Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day. Well, I mean, delayed. Thank you. Because you'll all be hearing this Monday, but today it's St. Patrick's Day for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm wearing a kilt right now. She actually really is. I really am. It's, I will yeah. post pictures. It's honestly the best thing I've ever seen. Whoa. I really? Mean, it's pretty great. Well, this is the real deal. I had this on a mannequin in the um, thrift store that I volunteer at so i had it in the window mm-hmm. and i'm watching i'm looking at the mannequin thinking oh, i'm gonna borrow that so i have to make sure it doesn't get dirty or i have to send it to the dry cleaners and bring it back next <laughs> monday <laughs> hey we shouldn't be saying this on the podcast <laughs> no i think that everyone will understand but um yeah i've been you know told people at the thrift store how excited i was about you know tonight we're well we're gonna have to talk about what tonight is you know but, um, yeah, girls going out with the girls tonight on St. Patty's Day. So everyone's like, hey, why don't you wear that kilt that's in the window? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a vibe. It's a look. It's everything. It is. And it look, is the moment. I know people oh, can't see Oh, and she has high it. socks and sneakers, which is a, a choice. I but like it. But they're green sneakers. I love it. But look at the socks. Yeah, they're great. They're amazing. Like little leprechaun socks. Little, yeah. Yeah. Looking great, Mom. Too bad the audience can't see it. I'm we're pretty go proud. See the <laughs> she continues to describe her outfit more. I know. Detail. I know. <laughs> so how's it going? It's going great. Yeah. What's new? I mean, tonight. So it's St. Patrick's Day, but we're also going to do a little mini bachelorette thing because I'm I'm getting married next weekend. Yes, she is. Yeah. So things are really good, and uh, Brett comes home on Tuesday. I'm up at the airport. Oh, Evie. oh there goes Evie. That's because I just clapped my hands. Maybe, but no. she wants to be in the show. She does. She is part of the show. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna have so much fun tonight. And um, how many people are going out with us? How many people? Um, I think it's nine, eight or nine. Okay, mm-hmm. eight or nine. Yeah, and every single one of them absolutely adores you. And we're just gonna all celebrate together. And there's a couple friends I haven't met yet, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to meeting. They're excited you. to meet you. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a superstar or Mame and Mom. I mean, all of it. Seriously. So describe what you're going to do next week. It's like a small ceremony. And then we'll do our big wedding next year. Yeah, I was so, I mean, I am so, so happy. I was so excited to just not be stressed anymore. And then Mm, I get laid off from my job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And tell me, what were you doing for work before, before you got laid off? Yeah, so I'm a software engineer. I was working at a sustainability and farming company. And I worked there for like about a year and a half. And then I was on vacation actually when I heard about it. And I got an email that was just like, sorry, we missed you today. Uh, Your position is no longer needed and you're terminated immediately. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, what? And that was it. That's the only communication I've really gotten. Other than a box to send my laptop back. 
they send you so a wild? box to send your laptop back yeah wow that was nice of them it just it feels like a breakup yeah uh, well like you couldn't in the even face. like couldn't even say bye to everyone that's probably the worst part yeah yeah. A lot of my coworkers reached out to me, like, and that was really nice. But it still just feels so strange. Very much like getting ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. It's yeah. What I mean, what this is something I was thinking about, and actually, I'm going to back up for a second. You and I had a quick conversation a couple of days ago, and I was grateful for it because. You were kind of sad, and the first thing, anyone that loves someone that's hurting, the first thing you want to do is just jump in and fix it. And, you know, don't be sad. Everything will be fine. And a comment that you made was awesome. You're like, Mom, you can't fix it. I'm not going to just smile right now. This is how I feel, which I think is important. And it's hard as a mom because you just want to jump in and just fix it. I mean, that's how it is. Or, so, or like I said, someone you love. But you do have to feel this. Mm -hmm. because I think, I mean, obviously you're going to be fine. You will. You'll find another job and everything will be great. And But there's all lessons involved in everything, every experience you have. But the biggest thing, I think, what is it that you can learn from what how you're feeling? Because you feel ghosted. Where does that feeling come from? Is it making you feel less than? Does it yeah. make you, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, not just the ghosted part. I think it's more the rejection part that's been yes. getting me. And that, like, I, I think because, I know we talked about this on the podcast before, but because I'm a female software engineer, it's really tough, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's, I mean, there's not a lot of us. You, mm -hmm. And I feel like I take that on myself a lot of the time. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I have to be the best because I'll prove that women can do it too if I'm the best. And mm -hmm. I'm always, like, I'm always giving... 200% when other people are giving mm -hmm. 50 a lot of the time. And you always have been that way, though. It doesn't matter where you work. Exactly. That's just your personality. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm very intense. Like, yeah. my, my first job ever at Duncan's, I was the first, like, I was a shift leader at 16, which was unheard of. And then, like, that's just how I've always been. Yeah. And I think, honestly, what it has taught me is that I need to chill out. Ooh, tell me more <laughs> about that. Well, that, I mean, none of it actually matters. That sounds very very like existential but that's not what I mean I mean that it doesn't even matter if you're perfect all the time things might still go wrong and that's okay and that I think is what I've been really dealing trying to get inside of my head for the past couple of weeks so rejection the kind of feeling rejected but then realizing that wait a minute I'd be rejected anyway it wouldn't matter if I'm perfect or if I'm not perfect I still would have been rejected I mean, it's hard to know. I don't, I still don't know why they laid me off. I don't but, know. That's part of the problem is that they didn't say why they laid anybody off. It seemed really random, but I need to accept that, who knows, maybe it wasn't, you know, like maybe I just wasn't meeting marks or something. Like, I don't know. And like, I don't think that's the case, but even if it is, I need to be okay with that. Yeah. Especially I am, if you were working really hard and doing your best. Which I was, yeah. And you couldn't do any better than that. So, I mean, hate, I know you hate when I say it, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? It is. But it's like, yeah, I think I'm just so hard on myself sometimes. And it, I think that's why it kind of hurts extra. Because I do give so much. Like, I feel like I was giving everything to that job mm -hmm. for a while. I don't, like, I think a lot of the time I make sure that I'm still doing, like, my comedy more and doing other things more and like seeing friends and 
Not that I haven't been doing that, but I've definitely been doing it a lot less than I normally do. Yeah. Because I was giving everything to this company because I yeah. believed in what we were doing and I was really excited about the work. And I was giving a lot of energy into it. And that's mm-hmm. part of why it also hurts extra to just mm-hmm. get ghosted when that when you're putting that much of yourself into mm-hmm. it. And I was about to get promoted. Didn't you say 40% of the people got laid off though? So it was 100 plus people. It's not 40% of the company, but um, a, a big amount of people. Like, So there's two sides of the company and I think just the side that I was working on wasn't doing too well. Okay, yeah. It's hard. I, I've been going through waves of just like, Get being really, really sad about it, and then being like, ah, whatever, and then being angry. It's like stages of grief. Well, it is. Anything is the stages of grief. You have to go through all of those things. Yeah, it's like a breakup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I want to say, I mean, anybody that loves you, want to say, you know what, everything's going to be fine. You know what, at the end of the day, you're going to look back and say, you know, but it hurts. It hurts, and you do that sometimes. I too. know. And I tell you, like, please don't, I know it's going to be okay, but it's hard right now. But it's hard not to say that. And and you're right. I'm so glad they keep reminding me. So I apologize if I keep doing that. I just want to fix it. I know. And I get right? that. I understand. But it's, it's just like, I think that sometimes when people always want to fix things, it makes yep. you feel like you can't your feelings can't be validated. Like you, yeah. you all you want to do really, I mean, sometimes when you go to someone specifically for advice, like, Hey, yeah, I need, like, I need help with this thing. That's different. But I think sometimes people just need to vent. Yeah. Of course, if someone's not just like venting 24 seven to you, that's also not a fair. Yeah. I think it's a little old. Like, right. especially if it's a friendship, that's not right. But, but so, okay. So advice to someone that talks to someone, like someone in your your case here how would you want someone to talk to you or okay tell me how you want me to honestly just that sucks (laughs) do you want to hang out or do you want to like go do something yeah or that's it just kind of sit and listen yeah because i think a lot of the time at least for me and i think other people feel this way too but when someone reacts that way it then makes me close up more i feel like when when people ask me about it or when people ask me about things, I shut down completely. I need to like go to them to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I need to bring it up, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's completely a good thing all the time. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. Like sometimes people are just asking me how I am and I freak out. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I- it's so funny when you're, I mean, I was a therapist for a long time and a client would come in and I wouldn't be like, you know what, everything will be fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's so different because I yeah. had, you know, I had my role and I would play my role and do what I'm supposed to do. But when it comes to personal relationships, it's just so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different, you know. Um, so just want to make sure that I'm I'm meeting you where you need me to meet you, and I just want to make sure that I'm I'm supporting you the correct way. Yeah. So I think maybe it's something that every now and then we kind of have to check in with one another and say, hey, you, you know what? Am I too much here? Should I do this? Should I do that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I feel like I close. I also close off really easily and just push everyone away when I'm upset, too, which yeah. is a big one of my issues. But Why do you think you do that? Um, I think because I don't like being a burden and I don't like putting my problems on anybody else. So when I'm really upset, a lot of the time I just completely isolate. But the one thing that has always brought me 
kind of back to life is writing. It's like writing down. Yeah. Journaling. Yeah. Because that's one way that I feel like I've always been able to express myself no matter what. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? Um, the audience, anyone that follows us on Facebook or, or Instagram, I have been doing videos lately. Just kind of, I was doing it for fun because you kind of told me, Mom, you should try this and don't, don't tell me to try something because I'm going to do it. But I'm noticing like the different talks that I do, it's not really for the audience. Some of it's really about me, <laughs> you know, talking about boundaries or whatever. But what I'm noticing is watching myself, which is probably one of the hardest things to do, even listening mm -hmm. to yourself. But just watching myself say these things is actually therapeutic. Yeah. Do you notice that for yourself? Um, not necessarily, but most of the stuff that I make is like, funny yeah 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 and I yeah I feel like the first times I've really put out any content that's serious is like this year yeah with doing this podcast and then my YouTube channel like those that is so much harder for me though yeah comedy it is. is like you can just joke about it and yeah because it's always been my crutch <laughs> exactly it's just making a joke and I mean I always will make a joke but it's like sometimes I think I use that Yes. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go right. back to your job. So, yeah, she's redirecting so we don't have to talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. She's not. I actually, the problem is we both have ADHD and so we start here and we end up there. So whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why a podcast is great. We don't have to follow an exact, you know, yeah. schedule. But anyway, go back to your job because this is a big deal for you. This yeah. is huge. Yeah, I've never in my life have I ever... Um, gotten fired, gotten even like a negative performance review, gotten, I've always gotten completely a hundred, like not, I mean, I didn't necessarily do super well in high school. Like I got like eighties and stuff, but when it comes to work, yeah, I'm not someone that ever, right. Yeah. Gets, and I mean, it was also tough because I, like I said, I was about to get promoted. I know. That's why you stuck the job out. You decided to stay there for, for yeah. a while because you wanted to get that promotion. Yeah. And, yeah, it just, it's it hurts. And it hurts seeing other, like, I'm really happy for my coworkers. Of course, it didn't. But, like, it just, the whole thing hurts, you know? It's like, why them? Why me? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just been in my head a lot, just going through all the different scenarios. Because also, I'm very data, math brained anyway so mm -hmm. i'm like how did this maybe it could be this maybe it could be that I'm like drawing a web like i'm on a csi show of why i got <laughs> why i got laid off and other people didn't so at the end of the day does it matter i guess in some ways because you learn from it but it, but in other ways no i mean i'm gonna really know i don't think it matters and that's what i'm trying to work through yeah because i think i just need to not be so intense like i i do i love how I am about work in a way like I, I do I am proud of everything I've done and yeah. I'm like happy to be a person that is so intense but at the same time it's not necessarily always good for me to be that much almost like a, a work addiction yeah right? yeah that's not good because no. like you said it just completely consumes you and nothing matters I mean it's just that I know yeah. a lot of people like that yeah yeah and that's not healthy right yeah, you need a balance sure. it's all about balance yeah um so I think it definitely is that I, I'm going to try really hard to 
just kind of not care as much. Not I'm going to care about work, but not care if I fail as much. Because that's what is the problem, being, like, so terrified of failure is always been. Because this is what it is to you. In the back of your mind, you, you failed, right? Is that exactly. How you feel? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it, yeah, it's terrible to me. Yeah, it's like my biggest fear, really. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> well, hey. And know. I mean, honestly, to have your biggest fear happen and then to just be like, okay. Yeah. I do think that that is big. That's huge, M. But. Face your fears. Yeah, and I have, I'm doing some interviews and I'm pretty excited about some. I mean, like I said, I'm an intense person. The day I got laid off, I stayed up till 6 a.m., Apply and I think I applied to like ten jobs that night. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, you absolutely. And that's surprised. Like, I need to take a breath. Exactly. Uh, that the day after that, I was like, wow, I need to look in the mirror and just kind of sit with this for a minute because yeah. there's a little bit more to this. If I'm, well, there's I don't know. opportunities again. I don't want to be that person, that mother that says everything's going to be fine. There's, you know, but we'll put that aside. Let's look at the opportunities that you might have. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like learning from it for sure. And then I've spent a lot of time the past week or so working on this, working on my YouTube stuff. But it's also just taking another look in the mirror of exactly what I want to be doing. Exactly. Reflecting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. there was a time not even that long ago, like six months ago, I debated com- quitting engineering completely. Yeah. And... I know I don't want to do that because it's like, honestly, one of like the loves of my life is engineering. Like, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I'm me without it. Even I didn't code for like two weeks and I was starting to like itch. I had an interview yesterday where I was asked questions about coding and I was just like so excited. <laughs> um, so I know that it's what I'm passionate about for sure. And that's good to be reminded of that. But I do want to do more with it. I want to get more involved with activism and helping other women get into the field because it's, I mean, that's part of the reason why I almost quit engineering is because it's really hard. Yeah. And it's not, it's never been the work that's hard. And I know that engineering is, can be difficult, but that's never been the part that I didn't like because I like that. I like a challenge every day. Yeah. I like yeah. figuring you out a You need that. Yeah, if I don't have, like, a puzzle to figure out, I'm going to create a puzzle in my mind. Right. (laughs) So, like, I'm going to do a puzzle either way. So I definitely want to focus more on doing more of that work and trying to figure out how I can do that. It's been a really weird two weeks because I know life's about to get a lot better, but I'm also really sad about the job thing. Yeah. And I'm trying to let myself be sad, but also I'm really happy at the same... It's just... It's a lot of mixed emotions and a lot... Of change at once, and that I feel like just keeps happening. I'm just all over the board, and I have been for all of my 20s, really. Well, change is hard, too. Yeah. You, know, you finally get to the point where, you, you know, things seem stable, and then you've been kind of reflecting and thinking about things that you want to do, talking about advocacy and things like that. So you're telling me that you do want to stay in the engineering profession. Yeah, absolutely. I still want to do software engineering. I never want to give up coding. Okay. I mean, at least not right now. I just don't think that anything else makes, like, me happier. And I, like, makes, like, my mind happier. (laughs) Like, I feel like it calms me down. Yeah. Probably because of the ADHD, because it, like, adds so many things at once, and I can, like, process that, and then I feel like I am, like, 
you can you have to like keeps you focused yeah because there's so much at once yeah as long as i don't forget anything as long as i make like eight thousand lists and remember that they're there yeah then we're good yeah <laughs> and i mean at work it's not so bad because someone else usually is in charge of handing you the work yeah so you don't have to plan that part yeah and that is nice because that was, that's what i struggle with the most but i think the biggest thing is you know looking at what are your strengths and I don't like to call them weaknesses because no one really has weaknesses. They're just things that you're better at and things that you'd rather not do. So it's knowing the things that your your strengths, mm-hmm. right? And then kind of going with them. And I think explaining that to a company and if they, I respect a company. How's this? I respect any company that can can help a person find their strengths and then kind of putting them there rather than putting them somewhere that they're not going to excel and expect them to to do well in something that's just not their thing versus finding, you know, helping someone figure out what their strengths are and pushing them towards that and helping them grow. I think that's just, that's wonderful. There's nothing more wonderful than that and company-wise, I think. Do you agree? I don't think it's really like that in software engineering as much. It's pretty um, rigid a lot oh, of the it time. Is. It's okay. not really like that, um, depending on the company. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few tracks you can really go. So I, I don't think necessarily that's the case for my field, unless I want to join some other, like a group or something where yeah. I'm doing more talks and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I want to look more into is just maybe finding like a mentor or something like that for public Um, speaking yeah because i think i've always been very stubborn and very like i'll figure it out (laughs) without asking for help and i think that that's just what i need to do right now well i'm going to introduce you to my mentor which is someone that i love jerry king she's written several books um she's in concord i'll introduce you to her i'm not sure what she's doing now but oh my gosh she's on the pod Oh, yeah. She was on, on my show, my radio book, all three of my radio shows. She's mm-hmm. amazing. So I'm glad that you said that. But I'll, I'll introduce you. So, yeah, I think that's a thing, too. They say find someone that you admire, someone mm-hmm. that you'd like to be like and be around them because eventually you may become more like them. You know, bird of a feather flock together. I know. I, I feel like I have never, I always just find my own way. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? I What I mean is that I don't think I've ever had a mentor like that. Mm-hmm. The closest thing I feel like I've ever had to a mentor is like, in that regard, is like Max P. Miss, the lead singer of my favorite band, in like a lyrical way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he inspires, like inspired a lot of my writing, mm-hmm. comedy stuff. But, but I think that's part of the thing, though, in engineering is that I don't know a lot of women in it. Well, <laughs> you know? maybe having a coach or something like that someone Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and that's what I should find but that's something that I one of those things that has always just overwhelmed me that I just give up (laughs) you know right now you have too much thinking to think about once you get into a point where you're comfortable and things are getting back to be stable then maybe something that you can look at yeah or you might even meet someone in your company someone that Mm -hmm. you admire maybe a more senior person that Mm -hmm. you admire you know what I mean yeah for sure I mean, that's how that kind of works. You just, you know, you learn from other people. So, yeah, so that's great. Um, I My first job, I got fired. I never did that story. Tell me. Oh, my God. I was only 16. I was all excited to get this job. 
and I was making ice cream, well, serving ice cream. So these people came in and asked for a banana split, and I gave it to them. I forgot to put the banana in it. And they fired me for that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the first one you made? No, I don't know. I wasn't there that long. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. And they said, well, you know, you're probably going to have to let you go. I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was my first experience of working. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, haven't gotten fired since then, thank goodness. Did you but get in your head about it? It really, it, it, it stung a little bit, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think it was a good thing because it taught me to really be more careful at work and how the importance of a job because I had just gotten my license and I got my own car and I had to work. Mm-hmm. It, I had to. Yeah. So it made me feel like, okay, so if I get a job that I like, I've really got to step up my game. And kind of like you, when, I, when I'm when i in a job, I ridiculously do go above and beyond mm-hmm. and blah. But, um, yeah, so I learned a lot from that. But, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, not quite as, like, where you're at, you no, know. No, I mean, anything, that's, it's similar, but though. It's any sort of rejection. Yeah. Or, like, feeling like you're in trouble or that. Is... Or you're not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's part of, I think, what has made me excel so much is that feeling of not being good enough, which is not good because that's not the right reason to exactly. want to do things. But I wonder how many people feel that way. Probably a lot. But it's probably not something they think about very often. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's well, not something I ever thought about before until like. And you never had to. Yeah, I think just the past two years of living alone and being alone all the time, these are the types of things that I feel like I've thought about. Well, yeah, because, you know, you don't have the distractions. You kind of have to just sit there in your own head, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tough one. But, I I mean, I think it's good, but it's hard. (laughs) It's very hard. So you're just going to keep on interviewing and just kind of take one day at a time. Yeah, exactly. And... So anybody out there that has a position for for an engineer slash comedian slash beautiful person, co-host, mom and mom, here she is. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for Brad to move here because he's very, very supportive. And, like, it's tough sometimes to find a guy like that when when you're just a successful woman. Like, a lot of men don't – won't – well, I don't know. They won't necessarily support you. Well, a lot of them would, but I think not just that. It's not that they wouldn't support you. It's just like, I just, I remember like I was dating someone in college who I got an internship and he didn't get one yet. And he told me he was not happy for me because he didn't get one yet. Like that type, there's a lot of men like that though, unfortunately. So I guess I'm going to turn around what I said. Yes, there are a lot of people like that, men and women. Yeah. But it's mostly insecure people. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. That's, but that's what I what I mean is like, yeah. yeah, there are men and women like that, of course, but it's a lot more socially accepted for a wom- like a woman to be home and like, and not yeah. be the one making money. And there's yeah. a lot of like, just like an ego thing that comes into yeah. it. And that I think I'm just really happy to have found someone that's so supportive and like wants me to do exactly what will make me happy no matter what. And what I'm getting at, though, if you were to take any any personality, any person, if someone is is secure within them own self, yeah, of course. it's easy for them. I mean, that's pure love. That's unconditional love. 
that security, that's a good attachment. I mean, he's got his stuff together. That's mm -hmm. why we love Ferret. He's just got his stuff yeah. together. Yeah. You have to have your stuff together to be able to be like that as a, as a person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, things are about to get a lot better. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to go celebrate tonight. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to cry. Like, I don't know. I feel like I... I've just been crying the past two weeks, but oh. not necessarily a bad, bad thing. You know I know. I mean? I, well, yeah. I mean, you have all these emotions. You got to do something with them. They're gonna bound to come out somehow. Yeah, but right? it's good. A oh, life, life is good. Evie has you. attachment issue. We should do an episode all about that. She's she trying to get does. to the office right she now. Has anxious attachment disorder. I never shut the door. She's like, "What is going on?" She's trying to get oh. in. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's attachment or it's she's the one with the ego. Maybe. Your dog has got an ego. She's yeah, a narcissist. You're not wrong about that. I think you're right. She, she is. is. You're She's right. a complete narcissist. You're right. Yeah. She's She'll, mean to my dogs. <laughs> She's not. Yeah. She's very, very adorable, cute, but she. Everything is about her. That's for sure. And it is. I have a 140 pound dog. Doesn't matter. Mastiff. And she walks up to the 140 pound dog and says, Give me your bone. And he's like, Oh, oh yeah. Look at here. She's always in charge. <laughs> She probably, probably because she sees me in my meetings. She's like, this is how we're supposed to be. <laughs> She's like, calm down, mom. Just like a mother. I know. I, this is part of why I need to chill. I'm raising this hellion. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, shout out to our sponsor, as always, New Hampshire Made Mom. New Hampshire Ooh. Made Moms. Actually, when you're listening to this, her birthday is yesterday, March 19th. Yes. And yeah, maybe go visit her page, say happy birthday. But uh, yeah. what she does is she makes custom apparel, custom shirts, custom sweatshirts, custom sweatpants, anything you want. And she has some designs on her website, but also you can make anything customized. So, and she does really fast work. She's in New Hampshire and she's the best. And she also ships anywhere. And you can find her where? Uh, you can find her on Instagram at New Hampshire Made Mom. She's also on Facebook. She does have an Etsy page, but she really goes off Instagram more often these days. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah. New Hampshire Made Moms. New Hampshire Made Moms. I'm so proud of her, though. I, she had the little idea and she just wanted to make a little bit of extra money because she was still working as a teacher. And then she just started this little thing in yeah. her living room. And now she got to retire from her other job. Mm -hmm. And here she is doing this. It's great. Huh? It's amazing. Yeah. See, my girls are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Hardworking woman. And your son. And my son. Oh, my God. He is amazing, too. He's got his own company. We're trying to get him to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ford I Co. You started the trend. You had the, your, your own business first. Yes, I did. Well, actually, everyone in the family. That's true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of do because you're a comedian and co-host of Meme and Mom. So that's and your own too. business. And we're making tons of money doing so much. Yeah, this it's ridiculous. Podcast. We're just we're sitting in cash because St. Patrick's Day it's green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna go. We are off. To it up. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next Monday or Mwah! whenever you listen. Love ya. Love you, mom. Love you. Hey, this is Emily from Maine and Mom. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. Music by Faradazis of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to mamemom at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Mame out. <laughs>